The Hurling Pod on OTB Sports. I look at the way Pekin celebrate. I look at the way Limerick celebrates a monster, right? To, to go, we actually want to win the Leinster. You know, or are they treating it as just another game, another step forward? That's, that's the question I have. Subscribe to the GA Podcast feed on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Now I'm delighted to welcome Tyrone goalkeeper Niall Morgan back to the show for a bit of a reflection on the season that was. Uh, Niall, good morning to you. Thanks, Millie, for taking the call. How are things? Uh, I suppose it could be, could be better. Uh, obviously, it's point in the uh, season, but uh, back to the club and stuff, so started with other feet as well, so. Yeah, interesting times ahead. <laughs> yeah, I saw saw you were lining out at, at number fifteen for Eden Dork last week. Yeah, well, sort of started in the full forward line, and then it wasn't working in there, so I went to midfield, and it wasn't working there, so I was dropped the sweeper, so it could be in goals by, <laughs> by this weekend the way things are going. Uh, well, so what what happened uh, in the, the the throughout the game that uh, allowed you to keep being dropped back further and further and further? Uh, well, I, I sort of play a sweeper for the club whenever mm. we're ahead. Um, and try to shore up things in the back but um, the ball just wasn't coming in and then of course I started complaining so moved me out and then I realised I can't run anymore so I moved myself sort of further back in the sweeper and uh, we, we end up losing by five points but it happens um, so a, a stark welcome back it was What are we now? Is it eight, nine, ten days from the, the Armad defeat? It's obviously something that's still on the top of your mind, Niall, is it something generally after the end of a season that you take that defeat with you for a while and and stew over it and try and take things from it for as long as possible? Yeah, I suppose like whenever you get beaten your your last game, like the, the Derry game, I suppose going back to it was not easy to take, but at least you know you've got a, another chance in a few weeks' time. Whereas after the Armagh defeat and the way the seasons went and the shortened season, like you know you're not going to have another championship game for nearly a full year and um, so it'd be it'd be hard to to take um not that we're any stranger to it like we've been we've been put out early before um but like we have to look apart from the the really shortened season of 2020 we have to look back to 2014 for an exit as early as that so it was very disappointing and that defeat was by Arma as well so um it was very disappointing to to go out like that and um, I suppose it gives us plenty of time to mull over it and see what went wrong and, and see what we can do to, to better ourselves for next year Had you felt that you had righted the wrongs of the Derry game in between that and the Armagh game like were you going in there with a real sense of confidence that Toronto were going to be back in this fixture uh, Absolutely it was the same like we didn't have a great league we finished it off strongly with a win over Kerry and we sort of felt like that was us sort of going to come back and start hitting our peak again. We trained really well um, right up until the Derry game and then we put in a, a real flat performance uh, with all credit to Derry. Like we, we just didn't have the answers and we sort of felt like we trained really well between Derry and Armagh then and that uh, you know we were going to be able to iron things out and again it was a flat performance but the credit has to go to Armagh for, for making us play that way. Like. 
there's been a couple of things that have been, I guess, mentioned as reasons for uh, Tyrone's exit early this year from the championship. I'm just very keen to get your take on them. Like one of them is obviously the the lads walking away from the panel this year. Did that have a an impact on on what happened this season? It did. Like at the start of the year, I was quite outspoken by saying that you know, yes, we, they, they would be missed, but at the end of the day, there's plenty of people to replace them. But like the lads that left all had huge experience and they were all pushing the starting 15 on and creating a better environment to train and stuff and whenever you brought up a lot of sort of inexperienced players they maybe were happy to do like I suppose in work terms a line year where they sort of felt like you know they were they were in to get their experience in the first year and then push on from their second year and it probably not held us back in training but it just wasn't at the same intensity because of that because we were used to always being pushed on and if you didn't play, perform you lost your place whereas maybe there was a little bit of complacency set in this year that a group of lads knew that we were going to play Was there a common reason why a lot of them left? No they all actually had their own reasons like right. some of them were just coming to the end of their their time and felt like they, they had nothing more to give some of them were moving house some of them were getting ready to get married. Some of them wanted to travel and just like there was no fallout or anything as such. It was just every everybody was sort of coming to to that time and like it was lads that had served throne for a number of years. It wasn't that you know lads were there for two or three years and decided they've had enough. It was just boys had basically run their course and were ready to to try new things. So now you could actually feel it in training then that it, it wasn't the same intensity to, to the year prior. Like it, it wasn't up to probably the that standard that you would have set when you won the All-Ireland. Yeah, like you always feel like you're training your best, you know, but like whenever you reflect back on it, you probably realise that there was this, the small percentages that we were doing last year were probably missing a little bit. Um, and... Like you obviously don't mean for it to happen, and you don't go out and say, "Oh, we won the All Ireland this year. We're not going to try next year." Um, and it wasn't that we were looking back and saying, "Oh, we're the we're the best team in Ireland." And we actually sort of spoke about maybe we weren't using the title enough in terms of we weren't imposing ourselves in games. Like whenever Dublin are All Ireland champions, or Kerry are All Ireland champions, and they they come to play, you know, there's that aura about them that. You know, they're, they're sort of mentally wise, they're saying that you're not going to beat us because we're the best team in Ireland, whereas we didn't really have that sort of confidence about us. Um, and it maybe held us back from like imposing ourselves, as I say, and finishing out games and, and really beating teams. And it, it told, you know, come the championship. That's really interesting because I think that the uh, automatic analysis of any team after winning a trophy who doesn't manage to win that trophy again is that oh they got carried away with the, the notions of being champions of whatever competition it may be but it's really interesting to hear you say that it's it's the opposite of that that maybe the chest wasn't puffed out enough this year yeah definitely like and it's an inexperienced thing from from our part like we've obviously there wasn't any players in that team had won the all Ireland before obviously there's minors and under 21 medals there but like we we maybe just didn't use it to our advantage and, and nearly have teams coming, especially to Healy Park, and saying, like, this is our home ground. 
you're coming to the home of the All-Iron Champions and you're not getting out of here with anything today. And whereas we nearly, um, I wouldn't say shade away, but we we didn't want to, it to look like we were arrogant or that we expected to win again. Um, and it probably went against us then in the end. Was there almost like a, I don't know, like a nervousness that you are actually the All-Ireland Champions and you didn't get the results at the start of the year that you would have liked and then you go into the league and probably not the, the results or performances that you would have been known to put in from the previous year. So does there a bit of, I don't know, as you said, complacency, nervousness all around the whole situation then? Yeah, I think like last year, obviously at the start of the year was the lockdown and like we had two or three months where we weren't together, and but we were all putting in a lot of work, you know, individually. When we arrived at training, we started off the year and we were friend fit. So we had a lot of time to work on the basics, whereas this year we went on our holiday and we didn't train at all beforehand and we never caught up like, um, and it was easy to see that. Like we had, we tried to do a couple of running sessions in, in Florida and Miami and we'd done a couple of gym sessions, but it just wasn't the same like. Um, and you probably felt for a period at the start of the league like the work wasn't done in comparison to last year where we knew we were hitting the ground running and it just fed into the rest of the year because of the shortened season there wasn't really a time where you could do a catch-up block because it was just games coming thick and fast and like that's probably the biggest learning curve for us is that if you don't have the work done at the start of the year you're not going to be able to catch up at any point now Just when you mentioned the holiday there I know it was quite late because of Covid it was probably pushed out quite a bit I just often thought, what did uh, Brian Dewar and Fergal Logan think of that? Did they think that the holiday was too late to be to be going away? Obviously, you should go on the holiday, enjoy it. You know, you win in All-Ireland. But did they think, it's too late now, lads, we're into the next year? No, like, any time Throne ever get to an All-Ireland, we, uh, the holiday was always at the same time of year. It was You went straight after Christmas and it was to suit the teachers, basically, because they couldn't get it off school during the year. Um um, but like, just thinking back to twenty eighteen, like we had, you know, a bit of a bit of training behind us before we even went on holiday. Whereas this year, I think we had totally maybe three sessions done, and that was because after all Ireland last year, we still had ten club league games to play on the championship. So our club season didn't finish to the second week in December, so we didn't even have a chance really to, you know, have a bit of a break and we were just straight back in like and then there's boys carrying knocks and stuff and just you know like it's I suppose it's their excuses in a way but we didn't deal with them well enough as as a group and it's big learning for us that going forward if we were ever in the position again we'd have to be doing things differently You say that maybe you haven't really properly processed the end of the season just yet but from what you're saying there it sounds like you've already put your finger on exactly what happened this year I'd say all of your subconsciouses have touched on exactly what went wrong for Tyrone in 2022 Yeah I would be a deep enough thinker in terms of what is going wrong even whenever things are going right I'm trying to nearly pick holes and see where it can get better where we can get better and um, we, we haven't had an end of season meeting or anything and we because we were straight back into the clubs, but I think everybody's got a, the, the same general idea, and you know nobody's blaming one person or saying that it was, you know, it all fell on one mistake or whatever. There was there was loads of things throughout the year that 
we we know we have to do better on going forward and say it's just a huge learning curve and it's not saying that we're going to come back next year and win all Ireland by no means but we we would expect to be coming back with with a stronger season next year uh, there's a lot of other things that we wanted to ask you about Niall I guess one of the really interesting themes this year once again has been the role of the goalkeeper it's something we spoke about with you at the end of last season because you're always so significant in scoring for Tyrone to get them over the line in the key games in in the All-Ireland series it, this year felt like the conversation went to a whole other level I'm not sure how much of it you were consuming but certainly from Rory Began's point from play early in the league against yourselves actually wasn't it uh, on, on the first yep. weekend of the league and obviously uh, Ethan Rafferty a couple of weeks ago getting two from play uh, against yourselves in that game as well so uh, that conversation has been happening on one level Level and then on the other end, you have things you have questions about goalkeepers being caught off their line, and obviously Mayo scored a long-range goal themselves the other day. Uh, that conversation, I presume, you're very much in in favour of the the, the, the uh, roving goalkeeper role, and that people, the detractors of that role, possibly need to take a, a deeper look. Is it? Am I oversimplifying your opinion on that? Uh, no, I think you've you've basically got it spot on. I think the important thing is the the timing of when you do it and. The, the goalkeeper themselves if they're, if they're capable of doing it um, my biggest worry was I spoke to a couple of other goalkeepers about it whenever we we started playing that way was that you know club managers would just start telling the goalkeeper that we expect you to play like Niall's playing or Rory's playing or uh, Ethan now and even Orin Lynch is doing the same and it's like we've all had experience of playing outfield maybe not so much for Rory but he's been he's been playing that role for Scottstown for years and I think that the important thing is that you know you're not getting caught, obviously, but it's it's the timing of the game whenever you go. And like I know Mayo got their long range goal yesterday, but the game was up, and Arne O'Neill was just trying to help out his team by getting forward and being an extra body. And um, yes, he was caught, but I don't think it really affected the result. I think the result was only going one way at that stage, anyway. Um, and like, what what do you see a stand in your goal at that stage of the game? And Mayo having an extra man back, so. It's a, I think it's all about timing and, and what you get involved in and why you get involved in it. And but if you're if you're being detrimental to the play, or slowing things down, I don't think it's a, it's of any benefit. Whereas if you look at it, the way Ethan played against us, he was you know breaking tackles and carrying the ball out of defence, and like we're no stranger to Ethan playing midfield against us like in, in years gone by. So he's got more than enough of ability. Um, but we just need to make sure that the the goalkeeping skills are, are still being kept and we we don't lose track of the, the main job that we have at hand. And now I know it's uh, it's very early since you've been knocked out but do you have any summer plans? It's probably earlier than than even normal with the schedule being pushed so far forward so obviously you're back into club but do you have any plans now? Do you What are you doing with yourself? Uh, you probably don't know what you're at with uh, not having county training. I uh, will just straight back in the club, and you're you're still out of the house training two or three times a week, and your matches at the weekend, and um, I have a holiday booked now for for August, but we were going not anyway because the county season would have been over, um, and whenever school finishes, it'll just be family time and and golf. So. <laughs> there's silver linings everywhere you look <laughs> Just a couple of other questions Niall first of all who's more likely to make it to an All-Ireland final Derry or Armagh you've seen them both <laughs> you, can't put, you, can't, <laughs> you can't be putting me on the spot like that I think it would be um, you know with, with no disrespect to Clare I think Derry um, will be will be looking to be beating them 
Um, and Armagh Galway will be a real tight game. Um, I'm not sure who who'll come out of it. And you know, like Clare had a serious upset with Roscommon there, so they'll maybe fancy the chances of Derry as well. And it's a it's a, it was definitely an interesting draw. Um, I would be I li- I like the way Armagh play. I think the the kicking that they have and the work rate. Um, I think it'll be more suited to Croke Park than than sitting back. Um, we tried that for a number of years with Throne and Croke Park saps all energy out of your system. Um, it's I know it's not that much bigger than than many pitches, but just the, the stadium in general seems to just sap your energy, and it's hard to play that game where you're you're getting forward and you're getting back every attack and every every time the other team get the ball. So it'll be interesting to see how Derry cope with that, but. You know, like it's nearly another silver lining for for me personally to see how well Armagh and Derry have performed in the games after the beat us because I was sort of worried that it would be a one-off game and it would look really bad in us. But they've showed that you know they're they're two good sides and Derry going on to beat Monaghan and then Donegal it has to be one of the best Ulster title wins in in long many a time. Like so, um, it would be. Tough to see another Ulster team going on and, and get the final or even win it, but you know I, I would much prefer to see Sam Mugar coming uh, up the company than, than going anywhere else. That, that's interesting on on Derry that uh, at that point about I guess Croke Park being a completely different universe to some of the other grounds for a multitude of different reasons. Do you think that if Derry are going to go all the way, that they need to tweak the game plan slightly in order to get over the line in some of those big games? It's it's going to be hard because like. Let's say we played that way with uh, with Throne for a number of years. Yeah. When we got to Croke Park, you know, Dublin and Kerry always seemed to find their way around it, and even Mayo as well. When we came up against them, um, so like Dublin, Kerry, Mayo are no strangers to playing against pack defenses and being patient and working their way around it. And um, so it'll just be it'll be interesting to see how it goes against one of them teams should, should they get, get to play them I know now they're at the other side of the draw so the only time they'll, they'll get them is in a final and as everybody knows in a final anything can happen and Derry will maybe see it as a, as a one-off chance to, to really go for broke and you know every, against us everybody thought that we would eventually outdo them and they, they ran away with our game. Everybody thought Monaghan would eventually outdo them. They'd done the same. And everybody thought that Donegal would outdo them. And they'd done the same to them. So, look, it's um, it's going to be an interesting end of the championship, probably like that. And um, I don't know how much of it I'll be able to watch and, and stomach. But um, it's it's great to see Ulster teams still down at the top table, regardless of whether it's us or not. Just one last question for me anyway, Niall. Just on the other side of the draw... It kind of feels to me, maybe I'm stretching this, but it kind of feels to me as if Mayo were in a relatively similar position to you guys last year where they took a bit of a hockeying off Kerry in the league and now they go into a knockout game in Croke Park against Kerry in the championship with Kerry maybe coming in off uh, a relatively uh, straightforward Munster title. What can they learn from what you did to them last year in, in order to overturn that result and, and get a big win and get themselves into the semi-final? It, it's, it's hard to probably point a finger exactly at what uh, they, they can do like but it's like we we sort of always say that the team that works hardest is going is going to win like and 
it, it can be as simple as that. And we felt like last year we outworked every team. And this year we didn't have the, the work done ourselves to be able to do that. And we were outworked by Derry and we were outworked by Armagh. And that's why they beat us. Um, because at county level, everybody's got the basic skills. It's just who's willing to, to really go that extra extra mile. And for Mayo to beat Kerry, they're going to have to do that because like this Kerry team, 1-15, to 15, is is definitely the best team in the country. Like, And they were the best team in the country last year, but we outworked them. And it's it's whether they're willing to go to the well or not to to get over the line. And that's the biggest question mark, I suppose, that sits over Kerry at the minute is is whether they're willing to, to go that extra mile to, to get the get the the all iron. And now do you think coming through the Ulster Championship or the provincial that it's it's an advantage? Like I remember last year seeing these against Kerry, I thought that was something you really had on them. That you had those tough games and then when it came down to it, you really could could push on. You had that experience in the prior games when I don't think Kerry really had that. Is that something that whatever happens with Kerry Mayo and, and with Derry and say it is Derry Armagh, you know, they, do they have an upper hand in in that way that they've had these really tough games? You know, they have to, you know, really fight for each result they've got when Kerry haven't really been tested. It remains to be seen, obviously, what happens now with Mayo. I'm sure there's going to be a lot different, but, you know, they haven't really had too many tough games. It, it can work for and against, I think, like, we always said it was hard whenever you were coming out of Ulster. Like, Derry, Derry for example, have beat us, Monaghan, Donegal, and one slip up, and they're gone. Like, whereas, like, Kerry uh, haven't got out of second gear, like, and they've, they're now in an All-Iron quarterfinal, and I suppose it, it's frustrating for the likes of us having to always, you know, be at the top of your game or you're, or you're knocked out. You have no chance of winning the provincial, and I think that's where Maybe the provincials are, are losing a wee bit of heart, like because even Dublin as well, you know, they they countered the how many Leinster's in a row now, and it's it's crazy to think that they can work hard for the league and basically take five or six weeks. Like I was saying, we 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 couldn't get a catch up period, whereas like Dublin Mayo can train really hard for five or six weeks in preparation for a, a an All Ireland quarter final. So it can be advantageous in terms of. They should have the work done, but it's whether they have, um, as you say, been through them them tough times together and whether they know the person beside them is really going to dig into them or not. Uh, Niall, it's been great chatting to you. Uh, thanks a million for being so generous with your time. Best of luck with the season with Eden Dork and with the golf game as well. Try and enjoy the summer as much as you can. Thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Niall Morgan there on the line, of course. Uh, Tyrone, all-star, all-Ireland winning goalkeeper. OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow With the new Gillette Labs Razor With exfoliating bar